Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Safe journey where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. So, welcome back to my Poetically Saved family. I hope that you guys are doing well, and I hope that you enjoyed your Thanksgiving and your Christmas. I hope that it was a blessed time um, with your family and even for the people who are listening for the first time as well. I pray that the holiday seasons um, have been blessed for you and your family. This year has been chaotic for everyone, but I know that for some people it has been more difficult than others. And so I just really hope and pray that this year um, and that this holiday season was a blessing for you and for your family. Um, so normally I have a verse of the day, but today I just really wanted to just jump on here and just talk about um, one specific uh, chapter in Psalms, Psalms uh, 49, actually. I read this earlier this morning um, when I was spending time with God and I really uh, felt what's the word I really I don't want to say felt passionate about it because you should feel passionate about everything that you read but this really just spoke to me uh not to me personally but just the different things that I see happening in the world and um the the different value that people put on certain things and you know the the devotional that I read earlier this morning as well before I even read um the psalm of the psalm of the day um it really, it just correlated as well. It, it spoke about, you know, like what we as believers place our, our values in. And so I'm doing a 90-day um, prayer uh, devotional on the Bible app where you read um, one psalm a day. It goes in order 1 through 90. And then there's a prayer that goes along with it. So the psalm that I read today is, is the one I'm talking about right now, or I'm going to be talking about is Psalms 49. And... In the New King James Version, the title is uh, The Confidence of the Foolish. And so as I was just reading it, it was really, really good. And it just, I just felt led to just share this um, because not only like a reminder um, for myself, but just for other people as well about what we as believers need to be placing our trust in and what we need to um what we need to value above all else. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read the entire psalm like all the way through. And then I'm going to just go over um, some of the parts that really stuck out to me the most and just like talk about, um, just, yeah, just talk about it really. Um, and I just really hope that it blesses you the same way that it, it blessed me as well. Um, but I am going to do the prayer that I always do before I start. So if you could go ahead and get into your prayer posture for me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment that we are currently in right now. Um, I pray that the word that I'm going to share with whomever is listening in whatever season or time or space that they are in right now. Father God, I pray that their their hearts and their spirits are open to hearing your word and open to receiving it. I pray that it blesses them in the exact way that they need it, Lord Jesus, and that you continue to be with your child, uplift them, and encourage them. Amen.
All right, so again, this is this is Psalm 49. I'm reading from the NIV version. Um, and I'm just going to read, or I'm just going to read, as I said, I'm going to read the entire thing, and then I'm just going to go back to some of the parts that really, like, stuck out to me that I highlighted um, as well. It says, Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. That he should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that the wise men die, the foolish and the senseless alike perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. But man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave, and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the gray, grave, excuse me, far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases, for he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Though while he lived, he counted himself blessed, and men praise you when you prosper, he will join the generation of his fathers, who will never see the light of life. A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. So, I know I said a mouthful, but, you know, let's, let's just get back into it, like, part by part, piece by piece, because this is, you know, this is some good stuff right here. And really, this stuck out to me, especially because I was just talking to my mom. I don't even know when. I was because I'm always talking to my mom, but I was just talking to her, and I don't know how we got on the subject about um, what people place their uh, their values in, and how people, you know, make idols out of things. I see so many people who make idols out of money and cars and clothes and jewelry, and you know, they place things. Or even other people, they worship other people, whether it's their favorite, you know, um, singer, the favorite artist, or even, you know, um, husbands might place their wives um, on the throne of their heart and make them idols or just make other people idols. And those, those, um, as God says, as God says in his word, excuse me, are false idols. No, nobody and no thing should be placed on the throne of our heart but God he is the only one that deserves the glory the honor and the praise and that should be worshiped in that way but so many people I see you know worship things and worship other people and and even people that don't have much that don't have much money when they see people like their favorite rappers or their favorite artists that have all these others money like and they just like oh I'm gonna be like that when I grow up like you know as a teacher I have students who I hear talk about things all the time like they they're they're and of course they're teenagers so they don't really quite know themselves either but 
it's sad to hear about how even at an early age, you know, things are being placed um, in their on the throne of their hearts. Like they're being taught to worship things. They're being taught to value things over everything else. Like, oh, you have the nicest house. You have the nicest car. Excuse me. You have the nicest jewelry. You know, that's that's what's most valuable. And, you know, like the number one goal is just to be wealthy. Like, oh, I'm just be wealthy so I can just buy things. Like I'm gonna be rich so I can buy things. And I was just speaking about how I think that's so sad because it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much how many things you get. If things and money are your idols or if you're your own idol, if you worship yourself or if you worship other people, I don't care how how much elevation you get I don't care how many houses you buy I don't care how many promotions or cars you buy whatever what kind of jewelry you can afford there will always be an emptiness inside because that space was always meant for Jesus to fill and I always say you know you you always hear about people who are famous famous people that have you know to have money and fame and have everything that they could ever like ask for on this earth and, and people think like oh they're living the best life ever like you know like they they have it all from the outside looking in and there are a lot of people a lot of those same people who have committed excuse me who have committed suicide um so it's just to say that that's a prime example of how things don't matter and I'm not saying it's that we shouldn't want nice things. It's okay to want nice things. It's okay to want a nice car. It's okay to want, you know, the promotion. As long as you don't idolize those things or put your trust in those things. And what this psalm really, like, how what really stuck out to me in the psalm is saying that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're wise or if you're foolish, if you're rich or if you're poor, we all have the same fate, death. And it does not matter who you are. It does not matter how much money you have everybody's going to die that is something that is certain for every individual on this earth so that's the one thing that's certain what is also certain especially excuse me let me say this for those of you that are listening that are christians that believe in god that believe in eternity and know that we our souls go someplace when we die we believe and we know that the same way that death is certain, the same way that where our souls are going to go is certain as well. So you're either going to heaven or you're either going to hell. And I believe in that heaven and hell exist because it does. And for my fellow believers that are listening, heaven and hell, as you all know and believe, exists as well. And so what worries me are the people that place their trust in themselves and that seek their own wisdom, that seek their own understanding so that they can gain better knowledge about how they can uh, have, have a better life and have everything that their, um, I don't want to say that their hearts desires, but that their flesh desires. Because there, there are certain things that our flesh wants and then there are certain desires that God places within our hearts. And I genuinely believe that, you know, when you have certain dreams, you have certain desires, certain goals that you want to accomplish, that those things are placed within you from God. You know, every person on this earth has a purpose. Now, whether they fulfill it or not, that's really on them. But for those um, 
But for those that, you know, know that God has placed a certain desire in their heart, that's fine. And that's a good thing. But also what it comes down to is, are you seeking God's wisdom in order to fulfill that purpose, in order to, you know, to receive that desire? Or are you seeking your own knowledge and are you going off your own understanding and off your own wisdom in order to get it? Because a blessing too soon is not a blessing at all. And so it's very important to seek God's wisdom above all else. And God's word says that when you seek his wisdom and when you ask him for wisdom, he gives it to us freely. He wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to have these things so that we can navigate life and understand what's important and what what we need to place our, our values in. And so in the first few verses, from verses um, 1 through 4, it says, Hear this, all you peoples, listen all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound upon my riddle. So... David is basically saying, like, listen, like this this message is for everybody, whether you're poor or rich, whether you're, you know, highly esteemed, like you're a king, you're a queen, or whether you're seen as a, as a lowly servant, which of course in God's eyes, um, servants are not low at all. If anything, for those that, that serve, God esteems you uh, very highly because Jesus served as well. That's neither here nor there. Um but this message is for everybody alike, and that's important for everyone to listen to and to heed um, this message and to understand it because this applies to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, then it goes on to say, why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? So that just goes back to what I was thinking, like, man, like, I know of so many people, like I know some people personally and I know of, of people, you know, not so personally, but that I see that flaunt, you know, their riches and that flaunt all their money. And I'm sure that you guys have seen it as well, whether it's, you know, rappers, whether it's singers, whether it's just famous people in general, like however they got their fame or their money. That's what a lot of people like to flaunt. And it's like people um, in in this society right now, a lot of people um seems to equate your value with the value of the things you own i'm gonna say that again people seem to equate your value with the value of the things you own so if you own gucci hermes you know louis v if you got all these chains if you iced out you know if you have rollies and all this like all this jury all these things that cost so much money people are like oh well then you're important. That's that's valuable. Like, yeah, that's good. But then for for those of us, well, if you're like me, you know, I'm not out here like rocking like all these designer and name brand things. And that's that's not to knock anybody. And it's not to say that that I wouldn't. It's just that where I'm at right now financially, I just can't afford those things that I would never risk, you know, um, being responsible with my finances as it pertains to, you know, paying my bills and doing things that I need to do. I would never put, you know, getting designer bags or shoes or, or however above those things. And there's nothing wrong with one of those things. Like I also want to have 
certain things that are designer that cost more money that's not the bad thing the bad thing is when you place these things as idols within within your heart that's the bad thing is when you put your trust in your wealth and you boast in your great riches like when you're you're boasting that means that that your pride that your pride is in your your wealth is in your riches and i'd have to just ask like are you that person where you're trusting in your riches, you're trusting in, in your wealth, and even if you don't have riches or wealth right now, are you striving, are you hustling, are you like out here like, man, I'm, I'm grinding, I'm eating every single day so I can get to that point? Are you just striving every single day to get rich, to get things, and then that's it? Like, you are, are you, you know, are you idolizing money and cars and houses and things like that you have like we have to understand the balance between getting things that we desire but also seeking God first like when you seek God first all those things will be added unto you his breath says seek seek me first and all my righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. I've been hearing that verse a lot more lately. And it's really been keeping me humbled and focused on God. Because, yeah, I have certain goals that I want as well. But I make sure that, that the goals I have and the things that I want, they, those things are never things that I idolize. And I thank God that, you know, he, he keeps me humble and that, that he keeps me focused on him and not focused on, you know, this house or or these clothes or you know this this kind of car because again we all want nice things and that's that's fine to want nice things but at the end of the day you can't put your trust in things I mean you can you can you can put your trust in your job you can put your trust in, in your cars and you can put your trust in your house but if anything this year has taught all of us is that you cannot place your trust in anything but God because just as quickly as you got it, it's as quickly as you can lose it. You have people who are in food lines right now as we speak. People that are driving luxury luxury cars, driving BMW, driving Benzes, in the same food line as everybody else. These same people who used to, who were, you know, top managers, you know, CEO, presidents. Whatever the case may be of their company and whatever their profession was, these same people have also lost their jobs. These same people are also out here struggling like, you know, those who have always been struggling but have it even had it even worse because they, they lost their job during this pandemic. So that's a prime example of how everybody, everybody is affected by or can be affected by the things that happen on this earth and that nobody is immune to it no matter how much money you have no matter how much how much things you have how much wealth you have you can't place your trust in that because just as quickly as you have it it's as quickly as it could be gone and you never know where you might end up you might be in a mansion right now and then next week god forbid it you could be homeless these these things are real these things really happen and it's like Whenever you're down and out and you don't have these things, who do you turn to? 
who do you place your trust in? Who do you, um, who do you seek for comfort and peace? Because you can't seek your car, you can't seek your house, you, you can't seek your your clothes and, and all your money. If you lost it all, all of those things are gone. So then, now what? Now what do you trust in? And when you trust in God above all else, when you trust in him, whether you're in the palace or whether you're in the pit, whether you're on the mountaintop or whether you're in the valley, when you trust in God, And when you seek him first, everything that you need will be given to you. Everything will be added unto you. And it goes on to say, no man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. That just means can't nobody pay enough to redeem their life and be here forever it's not possible i don't like i don't care about i don't care about excuse me i'm so sorry i'm rihanna right now that was so rude i don't care about how much money you have i don't care about who you go and and talk to i don't care about who says like oh they have the power to do whatever i don't care if you speak to satan himself and you say satan here is all of my money here's everything i own you will not live forever it's not possible. You are going to die. We are all going to die. The most important thing you need to be asking yourself is where am I going to go when I die? Not if I die, but where am I going to go when? Because it's inevitable. So you're either going to be with Jesus in heaven or you're going to be in hell. And I, I just realized that that sounds so like aggressive. It sounds so harsh. I don't mean for it to sound harsh, but it's kind of like what I don't know how to say hell in a soft way. Like I don't. It's hell is hell. I don't know how else to say it besides calling it is calling it what it is. And it says, "For all can see that wise men die, the foolish and the senseless alike perish, and leave their wealth to others. So wise people die." Foolish people die. It doesn't matter. Everybody dies. And those who had wealth, they don't take it with them. You don't take none of that stuff with you. Like, all of these things that we acquire while we're here is nice to have. God wants us to enjoy nice things while we're here. God doesn't want us to suffer while we're here. But he also wants us to know that these things are temporary and that these things will not last forever. What lasts forever is when we store our treasures up in heaven. Like, what are you doing now on this earth to store treasures in, in heaven for yourself? Because those do not rust or decay. Jesus said in Matthew, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's Matthew six nineteen through 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That means where you place your value, that's, that is, that's what's on the throne of your heart. So if you place your value on getting to a million dollars, that's your number one goal. That's all you care about. Then guess what's on the throne of your heart? Money. That's you're showing God what you truly value. 
and this is this is for me as well like yeah i'm not out here trying to you know chase chase um chase the bag and get a million dollars no but i do have certain desires i do have certain things that i want and there's times where i don't um where i don't show god that hey you you are my number one treasure you are the thing that i value the most because there's times where i put other things before him not to say i put things on the throne of my heart instead of him like i did before but it's to say that sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? Instead of reading my word, I could just I could just watch some. I feel like watching Netflix instead. I don't feel like really reading today. Like, oh, I'll read a couple, I'll read a couple, you know, passages later or whatever. But not right now. And then when I do read it for ten minutes, that's showing God, like that's that's showing God what I value. And the devotional, as I told you guys earlier earlier that I read, really convicted me. You know, um. I think I, is this it right here? And this devotional, I think, was also, this, this was from Matthew as well. And um, what really stuck out to me was where it says, whether we listen and obey, which means, like, it's saying whether we listen and obey God's word, reveals how much we value the gospel. So, Am I reading God's word every single day? And not only am I reading it, but am I listening and obeying it as well? Am I showing God that I value not only his word, but I value him and that he is my treasure and that I want to show him, hey, God, I'm I'm not just reading your word just to read it. I'm reading your word so that it can get into my spirit so that it can leave an indelible imprint on my heart so that it can transform me and change me so I can live my life in a way that's honoring to you. And so I can show you what I treasure. And it's not always easy, but it's so, so important. It's so important because things and people can come along so quickly and take our focus. And I'm going to be transparent. Like one thing that I really I'm trying to be very conscious of it. Whenever I do meet my husband, whenever I do meet my kingdom spouse, one thing I really want to try to stay um, focused on, of course, of course, is God. But I want to make sure that I continue to strive to spend time with God in the morning. My goal, um, well, I won't say my goal, but usually when I wake up before work, I spend time with God. That's that's how my usual routine goes to some mornings where I'm too tired and I'm dragging kind of slow and I don't have enough time. And so I just spend time with him in the evening. But that's that's like my number one time is that I like to spend time with God in the morning at the very start of my day so that my focus is on God, that my focus is on his word, that my mind, my heart and my spirit are aligned with him. And one thing I don't want to happen is that when my husband comes along, I don't want to get so distracted and be so, you know, excited that, you know, that we finally met. That I'm not spending time with God in the morning or in the evening time. And that if I do spend time with God, it's going to be little snippets of time. Like, oh, here's 10 minutes, God. I'm going to give you this little 10 minutes. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray to you, God, real quick in the shower or whatever. I'll, I'll talk to you in the shower. And I'm not giving him the devoted time that he deserves. Because I have now shifted my focus. I have now allowed someone to come in and take his place in the throne of my heart. And again, it's not easy, especially when you've been praying for a certain thing and you finally get it. Or you've been, you've been praying to, to meet your kingdom 
spouse and you finally meet them and it's it's beautiful and God wants you to enjoy that person God wants you to enjoy the time with that person God wants you to enjoy the house he has for you the children he has for you the the ministry the business or whatever it is God wants you to enjoy that but God does not want you to place that thing or that person above him to where now your your focus is on them and now your trust is is on this person or your trust is is you know in this money or in this house whatever the case may be um and then it goes on to say where is it at sorry but man despite his riches does not endure he's like the beast that perish this is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. Listen to what I said. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves. Did I just say that? Trusting in yourself and your own understanding, your own knowledge. You will only perish by doing that. And this is the fate of their followers. So people who basically, you know, hang on their every word hang on to every word of a, of a person that they just idolize that's their fate as well because you're idolizing another human being and that's not what we're supposed to do like sheep they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them so in that instance where it says like sheep they're destined for the grave so you know how sheep follow the voice of the shepherd in that same sense, for people to hang on the every word of another human being and to idolize another human being, like they're the sheep and then this person is the shepherd, guess what? You're, those people are also, the followers are also destined for the grave. Those who just kind of like blindly or mindlessly just follow are also destined for it as well because you're listening and you're hanging on the every word of a human being. You're this this person has the same amount of knowledge and and understanding that you have. Like yeah, they they might have a higher IQ, but they don't know they don't have infinite wisdom like God. They don't have the knowledge of God. They don't you know, they don't stand outside of time like God. So you're if, when you put your trust in a human being, that has flaws and faults that's imperfect just like you, that, that's going to fail every time because people fail every single day. People fail every single day. People will fail you every single day. Whether it's your mother, your father, your sister, your, your brother, your husband, your wife, whoever it may be, people are going to fail you. So you cannot put your trust in another human being. And I'm not saying it in the sense of, oh, you know, does that mean I can't trust my husband in the sense of faithfulness? That's different. I'm saying trust as in you're looking to this person as your guidance, as your compass. You're looking to this person to gain wisdom and knowledge from them and them alone. And you're not seeking God first. We can't do that. We just can't. And it says the upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave. So God says, God's word says that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Meaning those here on this earth that feel like they're first, that they're top dogs and things like that, that they're, you know, a big man on campus. And for the rest of us or for others who are not highly esteemed, who don't have as much money or don't have as much fame, whatever it might be, we might be seen as being last here on earth. But in the kingdom of heaven, God esteems us the highest. 
we would be first. And those who here on this earth that were seen as being first would be last. Because they did not value the right things. We have to value the right things. We have to value the right things. And I probably sound like a broken record right now, but this is just, I'm speaking not only to y'all, of course, as you know, I'm speaking to myself as well. Like I'm, I'm making sure that I'm taking all this in for myself because I know that God has a lot in store for my life. I know that from all the promises that God has given me specifically, of course, as God's children, like we have certain rights, we have certain, certain guarantees certain privileges that God has given us as soon as we became his children. But for each and every one of us, God has a purpose for our life and God has promised us certain things. For example, God has not promised everyone um, marriage. Marriage is not for everyone. Um, And if you don't believe me, just read the Bible. There are plenty of people in the Bible who did not get married. For example, Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, Paul was not married. But he still fulfilled his God-given purpose. So marriage is not in the cards for everybody. It's in the cards for a lot of people. But the truth is that everybody is not going to get married for various reasons, but they still have a purpose. And, you know, God will promise or God has promised and continues to promise his children specific things that correspond or correlate with your purpose. So God has given me certain promises that are for me, that are that are um, a part of my purpose. And so with those, I keep almost, I keep trying not to yawn, excuse me. And so with those purposes, I have to make sure that I'm remembering, excuse, not purposes, with those promises, I have to make sure that I'm rem- remembering to put my value and my trust in the promise giver and the promise keeper, which is God, not the promises. All those things that he wants to give me, that's great. That's amazing. I love it. I'm here for it. I know that, that God has big, big things in store for me, but I also know I have to remain humble. I know that whenever God gives me these things here on the, on earth, that I have to stay humble. I have to stay how I am, kind and compassionate and giving. And I don't believe that I will switch. I, I don't believe I'll change up just because I'm genuine through and through. And with my character and with my heart, I know I wouldn't have it in me to act differently or to, you know, um, idolize things or to idolize people. That's just, I don't have that in me. But I do know that I have it in me to get distracted. And so you might not have it in you either. Like, you might be like, just like me, like, oh, I'm humble. Oh, you know, I'm just too compassionate. I'm too kind. I could never, you know, switch up on people. I could never, you know, idolize things. I could never act different after I get to a certain place in my life or after I receive certain blessings. I completely get it. But just like me, you can get distracted. Just like me. You can focus too much on the promise and not on the promise giver, not on the promise keeper. And you're so focused on getting that promise or you're so after you get it, you're so focused on enjoying the promise that you forget to spend time with the promise keeper. And that's God. And so I have to constantly be like, God, whenever I receive the things that you have for me, because God has some big things in store for me. Whenever I receive those things, God, please 
help me to just keep putting you first. I pray that daily, like, God, I pray to just to, to put you first above all else. I pray that my focus stays on you above all else. Because you don't know from day to day what's going to happen, what distractions the enemy is going to try to use against you, or or what, you know, promise or blessing you could get that day. Tomorrow's Tuesday, for all I know, I could meet my husband. And just that quickly, my focus could veer off from from God and just be too focused on the promise I've finally received. Especially if it's a long-awaited promise, it's easy for us to be like, oh my gosh, I've waited so long for this. And I finally got it. I don't even know. Like I'm just, and you're so excited for it. You're just trying, you're just enjoying it. You're like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus. And, and you tell him, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But then it's like, you, you're so, you're spending so much time on this. And you're, you're, to enjoy it, like, you're just so happy that it's here. That it's like, dang, are you really spending that much time with God? Are you really spending that much time with your Heavenly Father? Like, are you really going back to the promise giver? The one that kept the promise to you? Because he is not a man that he should lie. And it goes on to say, But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. So this is David being like, hey, for those of you that are, that are wicked, that are fools, that are out here trusting in yourselves, trusting in other people, trusting in things, I already know where your fate is. Your fate, just like me, yes, you're going to die, but your eternal fate, you're going to perish. Me, on the other hand, I know where I'm going. He says, he will surely take me to himself. By he, he means God. And by surely take me to himself means to him. Excuse me. For those of you that might not be uh, from the south, that's just heaven. I'm sorry. Let me enunciate. So David knows like, hey, they might think that they out here, you know, big bald and like, oh, I'm winning. Oh, you can't tell me nothing. Oh, you can't touch this, blah, 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 blah. But in the end... He knows where they're going and he knows where he's going. Do you know? And it says, do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increase increases. For he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Let me say that again. For he will take nothing, nada, nunca, with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. So all the great things that these people, for those that are placing their riches or their trust in their riches and in their wealth, all the things that they acquire, they will not take with them. All the mansions, all the cars, all the jewelry, all the money, they will not take it with them. And the key word in the scripture that stuck out to me when I read it again today, it's where it says, his splendor will not descend with him. When he goes down to the grave, it will not go with him. But that word descend isn't just saying descending as in going to the grave. It's saying descending as in going, as in perishing, as in going to hell. Because when you place your trust in money, you place your trust in yourself or in other people. 
ain't no way you have a relationship with God. There, there's no way that you have that you trust God or have faith in God in the way that you should. And that can cause you to perish. And I don't want that for anybody. Eternity is a long time. Like the, our time on this earth, it, it, it might seem a little bit longer than it is, but our time on this earth, the the span of our lifetime, earth is this. Our time here on earth is the shortest amount of time. Eternity takes up the majority of our lifespan. And that that never ends. And I would hate for anyone to have to spend eternity in such a horrible place when you have the opportunity now to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and to, you know, refocus your life, refocus your goals, focus on him. Or even if you're saved and you kind of strayed off, you know, and you or you've kind of been like on the fence and you've had like one foot, you know, in the world and then one foot uh, in the church, like you out here, like, oh, I love Jesus. I'm going to church on Sunday, but then on Saturday, like you was out there like clubbing and you was getting drunk, you was acting wild. But then on Sunday you come in and you like praise Jesus. And I'm saying like that because that used to be me in college. I used to be like, oh, turn up. Oh, I'm going to be at the parties. Oh, I'm going to be drinking. Oh, I'm going to be doing all this stuff. And then, you know, be the, be the church on Sunday if I decided to make it that Sunday. And then if not, I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I still pray every day, God. I still got faith in you, God. I still know who you are, God. Don't be a lukewarm Christian. You either hot for God or you cold. You, you gotta pick one. There is no indecisiveness because when it comes to eternity, you can't be in limbo. You can't be in the middle. Like there's not a place for you to go where it's like, uh, you was kind of like, I mean, mm, okay, like you love the Lord, like you had faith, like you you knew Him, but she didn't really have a relationship with Him. And so you was out here, you was doing what you wanted to do, but then you was also praying and stuff like that. You would read your words sometimes. So because of that, you, you can go to limbo. You're not going to go to heaven or hell. You're just, you just going to go to limbo. No, baby. No. Heck no. That's not an option. No. God is very black and white when it comes to eternity. Heaven or hell. There is no in between. And I feel like I sound kind of harsh, harsh saying it, and I don't want to. But at the same time, it's like, you can't say, you can't talk about heaven or hell softly. You can't talk about it like, oh, where, you know, you might go. Oh, I don't know. No, baby. No. I'm, you, you got to call it spade a spade. You got to call it like it is. So I'm calling it like it is. Where are you going to go? Where? Does your treasure lie? Are you storing up treasures here on earth alone? Are you not worried about your eternity? Or are you storing up treasures as well in heaven? Then it says, though, though while he lived, he counted himself blessed. And men praise you when you prosper. He will join the generation of his fathers who will never see the light of life. This y'all was the cherry on top of this whole chapter this is saying like yeah while he lives he counted himself blessed he's like yeah i I can buy anything i want i ain't gotta worry about nothing i don't have to worry about no bills i don't have to worry about no debt and i paid off all my student loans 
Okay, Sally Mae, who? She don't even exist to me because I didn't pay up all my student loans. You know, I ain't got no debt. My credit score popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out here big balling. Like, I'm chasing the bag. I, I got the bag. I got multiple bags. Like, what? Like, I'm blessed. Blessed and highly favored, prosperous. Yeah. That's that's fine and dandy. And then it says, and men praise you when you prosper. Other people going to praise you too. Like, man, I see you out here doing it. I see you out here doing big things. Trying to be like you when I grow up. People going to praise you. People are going to see that you're prospering. People are going to see, like, dang, like, they, they're blessed. There's people I see, different YouTubers I watch, um, just different artists that I listen to different actors and things like that that I see and I'm like dang I'm like they're so blessed you know because I see that they're able to afford to do certain things go on certain vacations you know live a certain lifestyle that I have never experienced ever in my life and I'm like dang like they're that's just they're blessed what a blessing that is and I also see how those same some of those same people who are so blessed I can see do not um that that they take it for granted because when you are seeking things above God whenever you get these things you you're placing your value in them yes but you're not really seeing how blessed you are you're not really understanding the depth of all that you have. And that saying, you don't know what you got till it's gone is real. So those people that are chasing the bag, chasing cars, chasing all these physical things. Yeah, when they got it, they're excited and they're happy about it. But they're not really seeing it for what it is. Like, dang, I'm really out here blessed. Like, dang, in the middle of a pandemic, I don't have to worry about going to no food banks. I don't have to worry about possibly getting evicted from my apartment or from my home, you know, I don't have to worry about none of that. So I can still be out here going on vacations. I can still be out here buying stuff that I just want, not even need. Stuff like that is a blessing. And those people, some of them don't see it as a blessing because they're so focused on the things, on the stuff. They're just, they're just focused on enjoying it. Like, I don't really care about understanding the depth and the value of how blessed I really am. And that's that's when it it becomes even more of an issue because it's like you're 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 out here like living and you're blessed and you're prosperous but the most important thing that the scripture says who will never see the light of life Jesus Christ is the light of life he is the light of the world he is the light and so for those people who are who count themselves blessed here on earth and men praise them now for being prosperous, they are going to be right there with the generations before them. They're, they're going to perish. They're not going to ever see the light of life. And that is what's most disheartening. And that's like, dang, like, while you were here on this earth, like, you were so focused on getting what you wanted and living your best life, having fun, that you did not think about the salvation of your soul. You didn't think about the eternity, the eternity of your soul. And it's some people who don't think, oh, I don't, I don't have a soul or, oh, you know, I don't believe in heaven or hell. And that stuff, when I hear that, it's so sad. 
because heaven is real hell is real our souls have to go someplace and it's like do you want to be those people like do you want to be a part of that generation who never saw the light of life who never received the salvation of jesus like who never accepted them as their lord and savior and spent eternity with him in heaven in a place where there is only joy and peace and bliss there is no sadness there is no mourning there is no death and you get to be in the presence of God forever or do you want to be that person that perishes and their eternity is spent in hell with weeping and gnashing of teeth and it's just complete misery and again, I hate to like make this sound so, you know, like blunt or whatever, because I'm, I'm saying it with love. Please understand I'm saying this with love. And I'm letting you know what it is, how it is, for those of you that might not have known, or even for those of you that do know, and that just needed a little bit of a reminder. I need a little bit of a refoc- refocus, like me, like, this is real. And I just hope and pray that you're placing your trust in God and not things. And that you're seeking him first and his kingdom and all his righteousness so that all these other things can be added unto you. And that so that you will be blessed not only here on earth, but that you will be blessed to spend eternity with your heavenly father. And of course... For those that don't know, there's nothing that you can do to earn your salvation. It's a free gift. God's grace allowed us to freely accept this gift of salvation. And it's so plentiful. There's so, like, salvation is available to everyone. But not everybody receives it. So just ask yourself. Like, really ask yourself. Whenever it's my time to leave this earth, where is my soul going to go? Are you confident that you are going to go to heaven? If you're not, guess what? Don't worry, because usually at the end of my podcast, I, you know, I say the prayer for the unsaved, but I'm going to do it now. Before I get into the final prayer of my podcast, because this is important for me to do it right now. So for those of you that are not saved or for those of you that are not sure if you're fully saved or, you know, or or that are really not sure where you're going to go once you leave this earth. Or if you are saved, but you've just been, you know, doing your own thing, you haven't really been spending time with God and you want to rededicate your life to him. You can say this prayer, too, if you want to. And it's so simple. You just repeat after me. Say, Father, I repent of my sins. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, who lived, died, and rose again just for me. Please change and transform me into who you have called me to be. I accept you now. Amen. And just that quickly, you are saved. And just that quickly, you have rededicated your life to God. And the angels in heaven are clapping right now. Like, 
You can hear me clapping. They are so excited. They are rejoicing for you right now because this is the best decision you've ever made in your entire life. And I wish that I knew who you were. I would hug you. I would be jumping up and down, rejoicing with you. But please know that I'm I'm over the moon happy for those of you that did receive salvation in this moment, whether you're listening in the morning, the nighttime, the afternoon, wherever you're at, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. God bless you. That's the best choice you've ever made. And I'm so very, very happy for you. Genuinely, I am happy. And just, I don't have any, I don't have any words because I'm just, I just really feel like, I really feel like some, some people who are listening to, to this podcast in particular, I really feel like some of you guys accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that's why I'm just like, I'm excited about it. And so for those of you that have, if you have any questions or whatever, if you need some help with like, where do I start? Like, I got you. You can always email me. I'm really friendly. I'm really nice. Like we can, you know, be friends. We can be buddies in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So you can email me at G 95 at com. That's B-R-I-A-N-A-G 95 at gmail.com. Um, you can email me. Oh, that's all lowercase, by the way. With any kind of questions like, hey, hey, where do I start? One surefire place you can start is by going to the Bible app. If you don't have the Bible app, download it. It's a version version of the app download it immediately it's so helpful um they have different plans you can do where you can learn you know about different things in the lord you can um grow strong in different areas that you're struggling in um they also have of course the entire bible they have different translations uh, they have you know different transcripts so you can read different versions gain a better understanding of it if you you know don't understand the king james version because i don't even read the king james version because king james was doing too much so i don't really read that version or read the new king james version which is um very very close to the king james version translation um but yeah there are so many different things that you can do um you start watching some sermons if you've never heard of transformation church or elevation church look them up on youtube they're uh, amazing pastor is steven at Elevation Church and Pastor Mike at Transformation Church are amazing, wonderful pastors that will really help you understand the Word of God even better. They're awesome. I love them. Um, but yeah, just let me know. I promise you, like, I, I have no problem answering any kind of questions or if you have a prayer for me, whatever the case may be, um, please don't hesitate to share it with me. And I love you guys. And I'm going to go ahead and, um, sorry, if you hear me flipping through pages, I'm flipping through my Bible. But, sorry, I'm going to go ahead and pray this out like I normally do. And, yeah, I hope that you just have a blessed rest of your day or the blessed, blessed rest of the, oh, blah, 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 blah. I can't talk, apparently. A blessed rest of your day and a blessed rest of your night so go ahead for me real quick quick i need to go to sleep it's eleven fifty-three at night right now y'all so maybe that's why i'm tripping like more than usual i can't talk go ahead and get into your prayer posture 
So we can go ahead and pray. And um, you guys can just be on your way. I did not mean to make that rhyme, but it did. So, <laughs> okay, then let me go ahead and do this. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this time that we have spent with you uh, right now, Lord. I pray that it has been a blessing to the hearers in the same way that it has been a blessing to me, Lord Jesus. Uh, we appreciate this time that we get to spend with you and to learn more about who you are through your word, Father God. And we thank you for how you are transforming us and saving us, Lord Jesus. And bless those especially who are in need, Father God. Bless those especially who are struggling in various areas of their life, Lord Jesus. You see them and you hear them. Please continue to bring them comfort and peace, Father God. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. So I love you guys. Be blessed and remember that growth is still growth even if you only take baby steps. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.